You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. Yes, yes, episode 159. So this episode, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, we're going to be talking about Black history. Last week's episode, to me, is also inclusive of Black history. Malika and Maddie recognized how they were being treated and they were able to connect to the unfortunate familiarity of those particular isms, racism, ageism. And Malika's history <laughs> came into play in the way that she mentioned in the episode, the ways that she's recognized things about herself, moved through to another space, understanding the history of, say, police brutality and knowing that she couldn't go a certain route, but still needing to advocate for her daughter in that space. The reason I want to bring this up here is because I think we focus a lot, or I tend to see a lot of a focus on history as it relates to what we've survived, as it relates to what we've endured. And of course, those things are important. They are, for many of us, a part of our identity, a part of what we are very proud of, a part of what we tap into when we are in moments of fear and doubt and frustration, right? So what we've overcome is an important part of our history. But I also think an important part of our history is what we've always known. So on this podcast, we're not afraid to examine, to critique with love, to decide all of that, that some shit needs to change, right? But what we're not going to do is overdevelop one wing, which is the wing of looking at everything we've survived, without developing the other. So while the next several episodes will be about things that we're working to change, that's a big part of our focus here at Fear of the Free Child, I want to use this one episode to talk a little bit about our history of enoughness, our history of abundance, our history of applying our old knowings to our lives in ways that work beautifully for some of us as Black folks, okay? So we're not only what we've survived, we are so much more. We are what we intuit. We are what we've always known that we can't always explain to people with words, but can feel it and live it in our actions. And so what I've done is, this is a next medley, you know, as I mentioned before, just a group of episodes. I'm just pulling clips from several episodes where I feel like the person speaking was speaking from their history of knowing, even though they were in a situation, an environment where they felt like, okay, what is going on? This is not okay. What they were able to tap into was their history of knowing something about themselves, knowing what is right for them, knowing that despite what they're seeing all around them, some shit is not okay and they don't need to follow that knowing that they need to speak up even with the risks that come with that. So I've chosen seven episodes and you're going to hear some clips from those folks on their history of knowing. And I hope that it helps you to tap into your own history of knowing what you know good, what you know about yourself, what you know about this world. What do you know about your soul? That is something that you can constantly tap into with ease Maybe not with ease, but you can tap into it. And it is an old knowing that is specific to your blackness, to your connection to blackness. That is what I want to celebrate this month. And so for the seven folks who are helping us to do this, and the links to those specific episodes will be on the show notes page. 
Thank y'all for your contributions. And of course, the show notes page for this episode is simply raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 159. That's raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 159. Let's get it. I've never concerned myself with what anybody ever thought of me. Awesome. And that was from way back when. And that wasn't my mother or father teaching me that. It was just something within me that said, who are these people that are just like me? Why would I allow them to make me feel some type of way about myself? Even when we remove our children from the public school system, we have to know at that point that we cannot constantly compare our children to a child that's in that system because Mm -hmm. we remove them for a reason. So we cannot continue to use that system as a benchmark for success. It's so crazy. I I think if our children are like our jewel, the thing that that we we want to make sure they're in a good place in the future, that future that every parent talks about that has to do with their children. If you want the best for them, I think we have to use our critical thinking the same way we use it for who's going to be the next president or who's the next whatever. We, we, we're very critical and stuff about that. But when it comes to our children's education, we just kind of hand it off to, oh, well, they got it. You know, outsource the, it immediately. Yeah. 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 And it, we were a product of that yeah. to some degree. We know what it was like. Most of us know what it's like to be in public school. We know that the teachers, if you do get a great teacher, you don't really have full access to that. You kind of got to get in line, which is fine. In society, that happens a lot. But if that's working for us, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. Like if society, if, as, society no, as a whole. there's no doubt that the public education system is broken. Like no matter what side of the coin you're on, that's accepted. Right. By, it's broken. And by it's, most people. Yeah. It's broken and it's outdated. I make the distinction, diff- distinction between mm-hmm. the two because for me, the outdated part of it is is something that can be fixed. The broken part of it for me is the part that's, it's inherent in how it's created. Mm, I hear like you. Like it's, it's you. the idea of it is to put out drones. You're standardizing education so that everybody is supposed to have the same type of information. And you're expecting that within you kind of inundating people with a bunch of this, the same type of information, somebody's going to make a decision that, oh, this particular bit of information is of interest to me. I'm going to go down this path. I'm going to become an engineer. I'm mm-hmm. going to become a doctor. I'm going to come up artist or whatever. Well, I'm not even sure artist is a direction that you can take going through <laughs> education, but it's, it's an option, mm-hmm. right? So that particular part of it to me is a, a key issue with the system itself. It doesn't fit anymore for where we are technologically or anything else. Like it, it needs an update. I mean, if we look at it like a OS, right. consider the, the security flaws and breaches that are in that now <laughs> because of how old it is. It hasn't been updated yet. Right. There's, there's tons right. of new information and ways to gather information and, and new techniques and, and even like at that. its source, like where the school is like thinking mainframe technology when a computer was a big ass room. Yes. And now we're like, no laptop, like the OSs are individualized phone. now. Yeah, exactly. Phone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we're still school is still more so like a, a fucking mainframe. 
I've had many, you know, great opportunities and just, you know, like really gotten a chance to interact with the, the different tribes of this country. And I wrote an article on my blog, um, you know, about ways to support ways that you can experience this country and really, you know, being uh, interacting at a much deeper level than just the surface level tourism. And of course, it's important to support the black population of this country, you know, like, yes, the government is black, but most of this country, um, most of the black people are, you know, really struggling financially, living paycheck to paycheck or can't even, you know, or struggling with unemployment and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, you know, obviously identify um, with trying to better or, or wanting better for, you know, for black Namibians. And so, um, you know, if anybody is to visit this country, you know, just try not to get too caught up in supporting white establishments. You know, these, yeah, just like in South Africa, uh, white white Namibians, as they're called, really have a leg up financially because of, you know, just their, of colonialism and things like that. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's really important to, you know, step outside of all of that and, you know, dig a bit deeper in terms of visiting the country um, just so that you can support and help the local population. And one of the things that that I find, and I think this, it's the same in anything that we do, Summer and I, is that there isn't just a lot of us in general. And so mm-hmm. when we are in these homeschooling, unschooling circles, because usually through homeschooling, I kind of find unschoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the other thing of like not seeing a lot of black families, right? And yep. so then there's not seeing, there sure enough aren't that I've seen. There's like no gay parents. I've seen zero, zit. That's really sad and discouraging. It's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. well, it it doesn't stop us from making this decision and going along this path. But it's very interesting that people kind of look at us and we always get this kind of initial look of like, oh, huh, okay, like, <laughs> okay. All right. You know, and then yeah. uh, Summer Summer used to have locks and she cut all her hair off. But so it's like both of us with locks and, you know, then they're like looking at us like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I think Summer and I have just kind of come to terms with is the fact that, yes, if we don't see it, then we will be that. Not to say that we are the spokesperson. Right. But it's to say, hey, we're different, right? We do things differently. We have these ideas. We have this thought. We have this frame of mind. And you can express yours, too. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fit inside. We all have to fit inside this pretty little box of, okay, you know, we're so we're a black family. And so this is what we do. And, you know, it's interesting when we talk to people or meet people, the fact that, you know, no, we're not Christian. And and yeah, we are vegan, vegetarian sometimes. Um, (laughs) You know, yeah, it's, you know, we're very spiritual. Right. So all of these different things, people kind of say, okay, well, well, you know, my family or, or whoever I know or whatever gay couple I know doesn't look like that. We're like, OK, that's great. Well, this is us and this is who <laughs> we are. And it's been hard, you know, to kind of share that. But I had to get to a space and place because I don't want them looking at me sideways and be like, OK, well, what's going on? So I yeah. just say, like, listen, this is what's going on. This is what mommy needs to do for me right at this moment. So just yeah. let me do this. So they're so used to me taking them here, doing this and doing that. And we're always so busy, busy in this program or in this and that. They're taking this lesson and that lesson. And, you know, there's a time I was just like, listen, okay, listen, we're going to take a pause, y'all. Yeah. I need to take a pause. Sorry if you're bored. 
You're going to figure it out. Okay. Cause, uh, yeah, I need to do this for me yes. <laughs> and, um, and that's okay. And I had to learn that that's okay. So all of that has been part of the healing, part of the unschooling process, the de-schooling. Yes. And we're doing it together. We are learning and we're growing together. And I just, and I love it. I love these children so much and I love <laughs> our process. I love our journey. I thank you for listening to another episode of Fear the Free Child podcast. This is Akila S. Richards. And oh, what I want to tell you is <laughs> so funny. I don't script out a lot of the podcast. So oftentimes like a thought will just show up and I'm like, oh my God. So Zakia Ismail, who you've heard on this podcast before, she is an unschooling organizer based in the Johannesburg area, and she's recently done a TEDx talk. It was so wonderful. Zakia, shout out to you. Thank you for the work that you are doing in the world for all of us. So Zakia's TEDx talk is going to be listed on the show notes page here because she also speaks very much to the history of knowing. Their family have been unschooling since their children were littles, like their kids have never been to school. And in it, Zakia really talks about some of the things that she recognized through schooling and some of the things that she's always known and seen and felt. So I feel like that's completely connected to the idea of history, of knowing, and certainly of enoughness, which is a theme that I'm going to really integrate throughout more of our episodes because we are, particularly as Black folk, often operating from this space of not enough right? Which is completely understandable and also resolvable in some ways. And I want to talk more and more about those. And I have some folks who've already agreed to join me in co-facilitating those discussions. So make sure that you subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss nothing, okay? <laughs> Much love. Thank you for being here and chat to you next week.